podcast friends. My name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Alrighty friends, what is going on? Brand new week, brand new podcast episode. Can you believe it? We are actually staying somewhat consistent with the podcast and hopefully it uh, stays this way for uh, as long as possible. Um, so hope you guys had a amazing, I don't know, it depends on when you're, when you're listening to this, you know, I don't know if you're listening to this, like the, the following day it comes out or the day it comes out or two months from, uh, when this episode is released. Um, but hopefully you guys are having a amazing day, amazing week, amazing weekend, whenever you're listening to this, let's jump straight into it. Today, we're talking about how to match Sony FX cameras and Sony alpha cameras. Now for, you know, some of you, maybe this is something that you have already been doing. You own a, say an A7S3 and a uh, FX3 or a A7 IV and a FX6. So for some of you, again, this may be, you know, common knowledge or you've already found a, a workflow uh, or a LUT that works for you. Uh, for me, I have been able to shoot with the FX9, the FX6, the FX3, the A7S3 and the A7 Mark IV. Uh, I've, uh, I own the FX9 and I own a A7 uh, Mark IV. There's been times where we've rented uh, a FX6 or an A7S3 or an FX3. <clears throat> In the past four, could be like, you know, two camera, talking head, interview, corporate kind of stuff, right? Um, and so, you know, what knowledge can I bring to you guys to help you uh, match your FX uh, cameras with your alpha cameras? For me, the biggest thing is just understanding that all the sensors are completely different. Um, meaning like, you know, if you try to match one-to-one -one a, I say you have the same, just a uh, standard S-Log3 to 709 LUT, Sony one or whatever, right? And if you try to just put it on, uh, say you're in Resolve and you have an FX6 footage and you have FX9 footage, side by side, you can have the same, the same lenses, uh, the lighting, your ratios can be all the same, but you'll notice that the sensors don't match one-to-one, -one, right? Like they always say, the best A camera or the best B camera for your A camera is another matching A camera, right? So like two FX9s, two FX6s. And that goes the same with the um, with the Sony line. I, I feel like Canon does a better job at, at um, matching the, the color science a lot better. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And with Sony, they, they always there's always a little bit of, of a mismatch, right? So what has helped me is, uh, for one, I use just the same LUT across the board. Um, and I use the version of the LUT that is appropriate for the camera. So that LUT, if you aren't familiar with it, or the Phantom LUTs uh, by Joel, Joel Navarro, I think is his last name. But I've been using the, the Phantom LUTs since the FS7 line. Um, and now uh, Joe has them for like the Red Komodo. He has them for the Alpha lines. Um, for the older ones, A7S2, A7R, R3, and then the newer versions like the A7 IV and the F and the A7S3. He also has them for like FX3, FX6, and FX uh, FX9. And so I have them all. I bought them all. Not sponsored by by them. Um, if you have a better LUT you're using, great. Uh, these are the LUTs that I have found to be the best out of. Um, I guess like in-camera version of a seven of a S-Log3 to 709 LUT uh, that I have seen at least with my own eyes and that I have used. So one is, is again, have a, um, have, have a LUT hopefully that can uh, run across the board for you. Uh, and in my case, it is a Phantom LUTs, right? Uh, that being said, again, there, there's, they still aren't like a one-to-one -one, um, match. They're pretty much like 90, 
96% there. Uh, and so you do need to tweak a little bit uh, here and there. And re that's really just in regards to the white balance, right? Everything else is, is roughly the same. I mean, you know, if you're using the same lenses, you have the same uh, lighting schematic, right? You're not just uh, letting the B camera go to ship just because you, you can't light for two cameras, right? All things considered, right? Your lighting, your ratios, again, are the same, right? From from key to fill to background. Uh, you have the same lenses, right? So say you have like um, your FX6 or your FX9, say is your eight camera, and you have that on like a 24 millimeter Sigma art or something, right? And then your B camera is an FX6 with like a 50 millimeter Sigma art, right? At least you're, you're keeping everything the same. You have the same diffusion. If you're using diffusion, you have the same uh, ND, uh, well, um, I guess in the case of the FX9 and FX6, you have built-in NDs, right? So that takes that part, that variable out of the equation. Um, and so again, it's really just about the white balance, right? So for me, what I've noticed is the uh, FX9 compared to the FX3, the FX3 is very, it's a lot warmer, right? So say your FX9 is at 5,600 Kelvin, the FX3, uh, every time I've used it in, um, in unison with an FX9, it's always about like, you know, three to 400 Kelvin higher for whatever reason could be, you know, it doesn't matter if you're day interior, day exterior, it's always just warmer in general, right? Uh, and the same sort of applies to the A7 IV, but I would say the white balance is a little bit less extreme where usually it's around like 200-ish Kelvin um, difference. Uh, so again, like say in that instance, FX9 is 5,600 Kelvin. If I need to match my A7 IV to it, I typically need to be at about like, excuse me, I typically need to be um, about like 50, 5,400 Kelvin, 54 to 5,500 Kelvin to match it, right? Uh, the A7S III is same thing. I've noticed that uh, those two cameras are, are similar in color science. So uh, typically, again, if I have an A7S III with an FX9, I need to bump down the white balance on the on the A7 A7S III a little a little bit, just you know, 100 to 200 Kelvin. Uh, FX6 is very close to the FX9. Uh, usually, when it comes to the white balance, it's it's just within like you know 50 to 100 degrees Kelvin. Again, nothing super critical where you're like you know fucking around with things in post um just little white balance um offset is, is really all you need right and so when you're when you're when you're shooting both cameras side to side or maybe you're shooting all three cameras right who knows uh maybe you have like an a7s3 an fx3 and an fx6 right and you're, and you're on set and say you're shooting just like um uh, a two-person interview right you have like your 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 two shot and then you have your over the shoulder and your over the shoulder or clean single whatever you want to do right and you're noticing between all three cameras, like, ah, oh, man, things are looking just a little bit different. Um, and and again, make sure that you're using everything as close as possible to like, you know, the same monitors, the same LUT, uh, the same lenses, the same diffusion. And in the case of the FX3 and A7S3, same ND, right? Because you could have, say, one brand of ND and variable ND and then another brand of variable ND. And you will see, you know, differences in, in color shift depending on, on how much ND you're using. So all those things being considered, right? Uh, it's not, it doesn't take rocket science to, to match them all, but know that, you know, say you're in the market, say you own FX6, right? And you're like, oh man, you know, I, I still do a lot of like um, talking head, corporate stuff, event stuff where we're doing man on the street interviews, um, still shooting uh, smallish like branded content, uh, small commercials, like 15 second stuff. Uh, I just need another camera that is super mobile that I can set up by myself. Uh, or I can have like a camera utility uh, set it up. Someone who's familiar with the camera can set it up. Uh, I don't necessarily need an, another FX6. Maybe I'm looking at like an FX3, or maybe I'm looking at a uh, A7 IV. 
right? And so go into that knowing that they're not going to match one to one. And say you're on a time crunch, say you do a lot of like fast edits, uh, fast turnaround times, right? These are things to consider when you're when you're purchasing a, a secondary camera or a third camera, right? Um, uh, oddly enough, my Red Komodo matches my FX9 like one to one. Um, I, I I do use the neutral Komodo LUT and the uh, neutral FX9 LUT that, that are part of the Phantom LUT family, uh, but I don't know uh, how they did it or why it works. But uh, again, I I have shot side to side like my last film, A Drowning Heart. We use the FX6, FX9, and the Red Komodo. And they all match really well. Like, like it's really hard to tell. You'd have to literally, literally just go frame by frame by frame, scene by scene, to to understand. Oh, this is the FX9. Oh, this is the Red Komodo, right? But to the um, to even to my eye, right? When you're just watching the film, you're like, I, I couldn't tell. This just looks like one camera, you know. But in reality, I shot three different cameras. Uh, so so that's a little tidbit if you're looking to get like say Komodo, right? Know that if your your FX9 will match really well if you're using that Phantom LUT. I don't know about other LUTs. Um, anything else that I can recommend? Uh, I, I mean like settings wise, you know, say if you're if you're going with like shutter angle versus uh, shutter speed, that's always something that um, that is to be uh, to be considered, right? So which is why I, I feel like if you if you own an FX9 or an FX6. Um, and you're looking for something super, you know, super small, super mobile that is more video centric, but you know, can still shoot stills. I would say spend the extra money on the FX3 because you may be in situ unless you unless you do like all your own stuff, right? Like you are the um, agency and you're the production company, right? You're like the small, uh, or you know, don't want to say small. You are the uh, boutique video production agency, right? Where you're doing everything from client relationship to client acquisition to um, you know, uh, drafting up the contracts and and right all the all the administrative and um, business financial uh, duties, and you're also the production company, right? You're also shooting, editing, post production, pre production, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, then in that instance, it, it it may not necessarily make a huge difference if you're uh, using a camera that say like the A seven the the A seven four, right? Um, it doesn't have shutter angle. A shutter speed right and it has like variable shutter speed but it doesn't have uh shutter angle you know so if you're trying to match cameras uh setting wise like one to one right and say you want to shoot 180 degree shutter on your fx6 or fx9 and you in your a7 IV, you're like well i don't have 180 but i have what is it? i can do like 150th of a shutter right again there there are certain there are certain situations where you may be um, brought on to production Someone's hiring you and they have a certain workflow, right? And because of that, it's best to just match uh, settings across the board, right? Um, especially if you're getting into multi-camera shoots like five camera, six camera, eight camera, 10 camera. At that point, it's really, really best to just have the same camera for whatever it is that you're shooting, right? So say it's like a live event, right? And you need 10 cameras and those 10 cameras, uh, well, okay, let's just say nine cameras are being um uh, are being strategized to use for just for the live event stuff, right? And then you have like a tenth camera, right? Your your camera, your your ten camera, your tenth camera is going to be used for like quick uh, man on the street interviews, right? That camera necessarily doesn't necess doesn't need to like fully match, right? You can easily get away with like an A seven S three for for stuff like that because it's because it's like kind of its own camera. But those other nine cameras, say you want to rock FX nine, then rent. Or get nine FX nines because that'll make um, post production life a lot, a lot, um, 
a lot easier. They will they will like you and hire you again, right? And it'll be easier um, for for the entire workflow, right? Because they know the settings are going to match. They know that the uh, the buttons are all going to be the same for every operator, right? The configuration will mostly just be all the same, right? As far as accessories and and monitors and hand grips and all that kind of shit, right? Uh, and then you know, say there there's an instance where like you know if they if they're they have like some like Animo Sumo or something, they're switching from you know one feed to another, or they're looking at all the cameras. They can easily say you know, um, hey, go down to ND, you know, give me like a um, a one. 132 ND, right? They don't have to fuck around and be like, oh, I don't, I don't, I have to use a variable ND, right? I don't have 132. No, like the camera has it, right? Variable ND, just switch, just switch it. Um, so again, a little bit of a tangent, but something to consider, right? It depending on where you are in your career and where you would like to go and the, the sort of jobs that you're getting hired for, or maybe the certain or the sort of jobs that you're looking to get into. Maybe you do want to get into live production. Maybe you do want to get into live events. Um, you know, maybe your 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 wedding. Um, your wedding business is growing and you need to hire uh, different shooters, right? And so you're looking at what are the best cameras to match uh, a wedding, uh, a shooting environment, right? And also the post-production, you know? All right, so the, I hope that guys helped you out. Again, the Phantom LUTs um, are, would be the, the, the first thing I would look at um, in regards to matching your, your alpha cameras and your FX cameras. Uh, or again, just do some, some research. I'm pretty sure there's other... I don't, I don't keep up with the YouTube stuff these days, minus like a handful of creators that, uh, that I know. So maybe there, there's a new LUT on, on, uh, out there in the wild or on YouTube that uh, can benefit you. One that's benefited me, um, from, you know, like professional sets and working sets, uh, is the Phantom LUT. So I highly recommend you guys to go look, look for those. I know Joel does like, I don't, I don't know him at all. I've messaged him maybe like once or twice, but I know like, you know, um, Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, things like that. He, he tends to do like, um, like discounts kind of, kind of like your black Friday kind of deal. So, you know, maybe, maybe if, uh, if you're strapped on cash or whatever, you can, you can just look at them and, and see, you know, if this is something you want to invest in, um, or, you know, Thanksgiving still a little bit of ways, but you know, I'm pretty sure there'll be, there'll be some discounts, some deal on it. All right, that is it for me. Uh, we we are taking uh, a, a little a little break from uh, from being on set for a couple of days and then finishing off uh, the feature film and a huge studio day. So hopefully I can get. Uh, I'm trying to do my best to get as much uh, BTS. I, I've taken a decent amount of BTS videos and photos um, from the first two weeks. Hopefully I, I can get more since we're just one day, one location, um, and and a little bit less hectic when it comes to like lighting setups you know um but anyways hopefully i can get some some stuff out for you guys uh and and be able to create some content around um around that whether that be like you know a lighting setup so breakdowns um you know how how we worked on the blocking how we worked on the uh, with with the actors what kind of uh gear did we use right cameras lenses uh, support overhead rigs all the gimbals all that kind of stuff you know and uh, yeah, if you guys haven't shared this episode or this uh, this podcast, please share it with all your friends, your homies, your home mates, you know, the drill. And right now I'm really close to my microphone and this is a little awkward. Uh, that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Please rate it on Apple Podcasts and share it with everyone. Okay, bye.